This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Happy day, happy day to you. And long time no talk to. <laughs> long time no live interaction. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So it's good to be back on the air with you. Um, we pray that you are well, and yes, this is a day the Lord has made. We continue to rejoice. We continue to be grateful for the many, many things, excuse me, that God has done for us. That's right. In spite of the troubles of life, we say thank you to God. Yep, you guessed it. That's what tonight's show is going to be about. It is going to be about the significance of thanksgiving, of having a thankful heart, having an attitude of gratitude towards our God, the one the the true and only wise God, the creator of heaven and earth, emphasizing the importance of continuing the Thanksgiving holiday, feast, celebration, okay? Um, we know, I know, Chris knows, some of you know, that our country is in turmoil, our government is divided and squabbling and fighting, um, Satan is trying to split this country in two. The scriptures tell us that a house divided against itself cannot stand. I know that Chris and I have had some minor, um, um, well, some might not call them minor, but some some things to happen that are frustrating and back-to-back things can kind of wear you wear you out, you know. Um, my daughter was just telling me the other day that, Mom, you know, you know, when you're when you're making your financial plans. She follows Dave Ramsey, and she's, you know, started to, she's learned how to budget and how to manage her finances according to Dave Ramsey's plan. So she says, Mom, you know, when you're, when you're setting aside your emergency funds, you have to prepare for the fact that when things happen, they happen in threes. 
You know, if you if your washing machine is going to break down, if your car is going to break down, if you know you're going to have some sort of financial emergency that's going to happen in threes. <laughs> okay, well, we I think we can say um, that that happened to us um, in a very short period of time, matter of weeks. We lost some significant income. Um, one of our cars broke down. Bank accounts are kind of low. The oven's been broke, but we finally decided we better go ahead and make the sacrifice and get it fixed so that I can cook for my Thanksgiving celebration. Otherwise, I might have let it go a little bit longer because I've been making do without it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm old school, so I know how to make do, okay? I know how to use what I've got, and I know how to make do, all right? In addition to financial setbacks, we've had, we've suffered wrongdoing to us, um, at the hands of other people, um, unjustly, not only to us, but people that we love and people that we care about, women that I know that I have introduced to some of you all on the prayer call, um, the women's prayer conference line, you know, they're dealing with major, major things in their lives. So, you know, when our friends are going through or and our loved ones are going through, it can weigh on us. You know what I'm saying? There's crime. And sin of all kind surrounding us, every day you're hearing something horrifying on the news, if you listen to the news, which I don't listen to that often, but I still get glimpses of it on the Google headlines and things like that. So in spite of these things, we are yet grateful and thankful to God, for all that you've done for us, Lord. Lord, I'm telling you that I am grateful and I am thankful to you for all that you have done and that you continue to do for us. Our country could have been invaded by now from an enemy, from an outside enemy. We could have been invaded by now. We could be in civil war again. There are some people that are trying to make that happen. What's that, honey? I I heard your voice. Uh, Were you trying to say something? Oh, my phone had dropped, so I just got to reconnect. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that could be worse than they are. We could be in civil war right now because there are people that are seriously trying to provoke that type of a response. And, of course, I believe the enemy is behind that. Anytime there's chaos and confusion, the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. So anytime that there's chaos and confusion and unrest, you can be sure that the enemy, Satan, is behind that with all of his imps and his principalities and fallen angels and whatnot, okay? So our country, things could be worse, all right? We could have been invaded. We could, you know, we could be, we could, um, be in famine. You know, this country has faced... Um, you know, the, the, what do you call it, the, the depression, 
that they that this this country has went through a great depression we could be in a depression right now okay we know i know that god is the one who allows nations to rise and fall the lord could say america's jig is up america's time is up i've given you time to be a light and to shine and to, you know, be a world ruler and a world power and your purpose is 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 done for now. We we just don't know. God could say that and we could cease from being a world power and we could be overthrown. We could be destitute without food or without shelter. You know, living under a bridge somewhere. I've seen people as we travel. You see people with tents out, you know, under bridges and in certain clusters of wooded areas or or parks even. Um, out here in D.C., you see people living in the parks under overpasses, you know, with baskets and and piling their belongings into a basket or some backpacks. That could be me. That could be you. Okay? We could have lost our mind. We could be insane. We could be in the mental institution right now, but yet we are clothed in our right mind. Yes, there's a lot of things that we need to be thankful for. We could be naked. We could have one pair of shoes that has worn out and the soles are um, gone. You know, we could have to share our shoes like people had had to do back in the day, a family of five or a family of eight or whatever. You know, they had to pass their shoes down from the oldest to the youngest to make do. You hear what I'm saying, people? Do you hear what I'm saying? We have running water. We have electricity, most of us. We have heat, um, gas heat or electrical heat and possibly even a fireplace where we can burn wood in the fireplace and stay warm and cozy. We have we have many things to be thankful for. And more than all of that, we have the gift of salvation. We have the opportunity and the choice to choose Christ as our Lord and Savior so that when this life is over and when the trials and struggles and um, battles of this life are over, we will reign and be with God forever in eternity, that all that we do in this life is not for naught. It's not for nothing. It's not in vain, but it's for something greater if you've accepted that gift of salvation. So <laughs> that's my intro, y'all. That's my intro for tonight. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say hey to Chris just before we go to break so y'all can hear his voice. Hey, handsome, love of my life, how's it going with you tonight? Oh, going just wonderful. I'm thankful. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, thankful? <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful. And I just um, think about the story of Job and how much he lost. Mm. We, have, we haven't been through even a 
a smidgen of that. We've been so blessed, but we're not we're not grateful and we're not thankful because of as a country and, and, and as a as, as a world. I mean, there's people in the world that understand about being thankful, but a lot of us are spoiled and. Right. I was going to say finish that thought, but we'll pick it up after the break. All right. <laughs> Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Diane Jones. 
All right, people, if you're not thankful yet, I hope I'm inspiring you to get there. Because I thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. (laughs) I want you to be thankful and to think about the good things that God has done for you. Christopher, you were just telling us about Job. Why don't you pick it up from there before we continue on? Well, I was just saying that, you know, in the story of Job, he lost everything. And um, he was... He was allowed to be tested. God said, he said, he said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, but you can't kill him. And so the devil took it and ran with it, you know. And and at the end of everything, Job said, after complaining and, and everything, and God dealt with him, he says, not my will, but your will be done. You know, and and that's a humble spirit because he did not curse God. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and a lot of times what we don't realize is that when we lose, a lot of times we lose in order to get something new. Everything Job lost, it wasn't nothing that he created. It was everything that God had gave him. Mm. You know, and so when God took. When, and, and God didn't even take it away. He allowed it to be taken away. But look what he did after the mm. test was over. Mm-hmm. He basically replenished everything because Job was his servant. So his family that was lost were with the Lord. So they were good. Yeah. And he gave him new family, gave him new everything. Mm-hmm. So he got he got a double portion. Through the test. And, you know, we see everything right now is that what we got, what we don't have, and what we want. And I'm just sitting here watching, and it's not even Thanksgiving yet, and all the commercials of Black Friday trying to get you to, 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 to buy something and get more and get more and get more. And there's nothing about being thankful for what you already have Mm-mm. or giving. Mm-hmm. It's all about getting, getting, getting. So mm-hmm. it's a time for me. I, I, I'd rather not spend any money mm-hmm. and step back and say thank you for everything that I have, you know, and 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 the lessons and, and say thank you for, for, for knowing that my mind is in the right place and my heart is in the right place where it should be. Otherwise, I'll be caught up in the storm of, of what everybody else is doing in, in the whirlwind right. of Black Black Friday, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much my two cents. All right. Well, your two cents is on it. <laughs> your two cents is about it because it's two cents that needs to be said. And um, I, well, I just I remember that... Um, I don't remember if it was two years ago or if it was more, but in recent years, Thanksgiving has become even more important to us. Um, It's always been significant in our lives, but it's become even more important to us and more important to me because the Lord told me, you know, he impressed in my spirit one day, I was tired. You know, the year had kind of wore me out and by the time Thanksgiving came around, I didn't feel like 
going out of my way. I didn't feel like cooking that particular year. I was tired. And the Lord just spoke to me and said, you know, I want thanksgiving. He wanted thanks to be given unto him. And I felt it in my spirit. And he just let me feel how he felt for a brief moment that people, he said, my people are not grateful. My people are not grateful. They always want more. They're never satisfied. And I want Thanksgiving. And it made me feel bad because I was going to slight him. I was going to, you know, for my own convenience, slight the celebration of giving thanks to God. That's what Thanksgiving is truly supposed to be about, okay? This got my attention, and so since then, I've made it a point to go out even more, not just to cook a meal that I can share with my family, but to also decorate my home. And And this year, I got to actually send out Thanksgiving cards and um you know, put decorations, a few decorations outside and and a, and a fall wreath outside on my door. So I'm trying to start some deeper or, or deeper traditions in, in families, in the, especially in the families of believers, where you actually set aside the week to give God thanks. Um, during your Thanksgiving meal, I know some families do like to go around the table and say what they're thankful for, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing to do. Um, this year when I was out shopping for new decorations because I wanted something new and something fresh, um, I was grieved in my spirit again because the, the pickings were swam. This was roughly about a week ago. The pickings were slim, and people were already, the stores were already full of Christmas trees and reindeer and, you know, um, pagan types of decorations for Christmas. Not even the emphasis of what Christmas is supposed to be all about, but the pagan aspect of it, the worldly, secular aspect of it, Rudolph and all of that stuff. So, you know, I, I just want to make sure that we emphasize the importance of being thankful to God. And I'm going to take it a little bit further. And I decided to even look up the origins of Thanksgiving. Um, I may have done this before. Or I may have posted an article about it before. But this year I even found some more interesting things that I was not um, aware of before. So in the in the interest of reinforcing all of this, I want to read a little bit from some of these articles, okay? Um, I don't want to run out of time, so let me see here. This one is from H. History. It's the same, the same, um, it looks like the same symbol that does the History Channel, and it's uh, from History.com. Topics, Thanksgiving history, history of Thanksgiving, okay, um, dated November 21, 2019. The original was October 27, 2009. So 
So this is a revised or redone version. Thanksgiving Day is a national holiday in the United States. Okay. Um, in 1621, the Plymouth colonist and Wampanoag, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Wampanoag Indians shared an autumn harvest feast that is acknowledged today as one of the first Thanksgiving celebrations in the colonies. Okay? Okay, so in the colonies was before this country was even coined as or called the United States. Okay, the this is the original colonies. But I think there was about 13 of them. Okay? And it says... For more than two centuries, days of Thanksgiving were celebrated by individual colonies and states, okay? It wasn't until 1863, in the midst of the Civil War, that President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a national Thanksgiving Day to be held each November, okay? Then it gives us a little bit of history. Thanksgiving... At Plymouth, in September 1620, a small ship called the Mayflower left Plymouth, England, carrying 102 passengers, an assortment of religious separatists seeking a new home where they could freely practice their faith and other individuals. So everybody that was on that Mayflower were not all religious people, okay? Some of them were other individuals lured by the promise of prosperity and land ownership in the new world, okay? After a treacherous and uncomfortable crossing that lasted basically two months, they dropped anchor near the tip of Cape Cod, and um, one month later, the Mayflower crossed Massachusetts Bay, where the pilgrims, as they are now commonly known, began the work of establishing a village at Plymouth. Okay, so that I do remember from school. You know, growing up in school, I remember the story of, you know, the Mayflower, and I think there was a couple of other uh, ships that sailed with them at the time. Uh, the Nina and the, uh, was the, do you remember some of the names, Chris? Was it the Penta, Penta Nina or the Nina? Uh, it was the painter, the Santa Maria. There you go. Okay. Um, now, during this first brutal winter, most of the colonists remained on board the ship. This is according to this article. This I had not ever heard before, where they suffered from exposure, scurvy, and outbreaks of contagious diseases. I do remember hearing that they had gotten really, really sick and barely survived. Only half of the Mayflower's original passengers and crew lived to see their first New England spring. Okay. Has a past ah, or your I didn't see that. I guess this is, I'm not we'll be back on the break. I'm free <laughs> with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Thank you all the days of my life. 
I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, we're talking about being thankful. We're talking about giving God thanks for the many wonderful blessings that he has given to us. We can walk into almost any store and buy a variety of goods. We can buy junk food. We can buy fast food. We can buy healthy food, nutritious food. I mean, we, we can buy stuff that's not even good for us. We can, we can indulge, indulge, indulge. Okay. When here back in the day, back in the 1600s, only half of the Mayflower's original passengers and crew lived to see their first New England spring. Many died from exposure to the elements, scurvy, which is a disease that is caused by a deficiency or a lack of vitamin C. Basically, they were malnourished, okay? It says the symptoms of that disease were bleeding gums and wounds that wouldn't heal, or if they did heal, they would reopen, okay? Other contagious diseases, all right? The... The half that survived, now they're malnourished, they're weak, they're, they're suffering, 
Okay. But it says, in March, the remaining settlers moved ashore where they received an astonishing visit from Abinaki, an, an Abinaki Indian who greeted them in English. Okay. Several days later, he returned with another Native American by the name of Squanto, a member of the Pau-Tuxi tribe, Pau-Tuxit tribe, who had been kidnapped by an English sea captain and sold into slavery. Black people weren't the only ones to experience the horrors of slavery in the U.S., Okay, before escaping to London and returning to his homeland on an exploratory expedition. Never heard that before. So, Squanto taught the pilgrims, who were weakened by malnutrition and illness, how to cultivate corn, extract sap from maple trees, catch fish in the rivers, and avoid poisonous plants. Okay? This I thought was interesting because there's been so much controversy lately over the truth about these stories, and I'm not going to just read this one article. I'm going to read another article, too, because I wanted to present more than one source of information. But I thought this was interesting that it says that Squanto also helped the settlers forge an alliance with the Wampanoag a local tribe which would endure for more than 50 years and tragically remains one of the sole examples of harmony between European colonists and Native Americans. There's a lot of controversy going on these days about people that are denying this history, saying that the colonists just... um, How should I say it? In other words, use the Indians for their kindness and for their assistance to help them survive and then just slaughtered them and betrayed them and took their land. Um, Well, there was more to the story than that. Um, As with sin, and this is what sin does, um, they apparently, according to this story, had a harmonious relationship for 50 years before other events took place that caused them to fall out with each other. So let me see if I can... Okay, it says, In November 1621, after the Pilgrims' first corn harvest proved successful, Governor William Bradford organized a celebratory feast and invited a group of the fledgling colonies Native American allies, they had formed allies and relationships, including the Wampanoag chief, Masowet, now remembered as Americans' first Thanksgiving. Although the pilgrims themselves may not have used the term at the time, the festival lasted for three days. So depending on whose story you're reading, um, it goes on to say that, uh, let me see if I can find that. Da, 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 da. Maybe that's in my other article. Oh, da, da, da. So I won't go ahead. I'll stick here. Okay. Um, they actually quote 
from someone who was called a chronic chronicler, someone who told stories and chronicled stories, Edward Winslow, who wrote, Our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling, to catch fowl, that so we might, after a special manner, rejoice together. After we had gathered the fruits of our labors, they four in one day killed as much fowl as with little help beside, served the company almost a week, at which time, amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms Many of the Indians coming amongst us and amongst the rest, their greatest king, Masoit, with some 90 men whom for three days we entertained and feasted. Okay, they go on to say, and although it be not always so plentiful as it was at this time with us, yet by the goodness of God we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of plenty. Okay? So then it skips on to say that in 1623 they had another Thanksgiving Thanksgiving celebration, um, it says they had days of fasting and Thanksgiving on an annual or occasional basis, um, and it became a common practice in other New England settlements. Okay, it begins to talk about the traditions, and then I'm going to skip forward to the controversies because this kind of speaks to some of what's going on today, maybe not all of it, but it says some scholars um, differ, they disagree on whether this was truly the first Thanksgiving in the United States or not. Some say that there are recordings of other ceremonies of thanks among European settlers in North America that predate the pilgrims, that happened before the pilgrims. In 1565, for instance, it says the Spanish explorer Pedro Menendez de Avali, de Avali, invited members of the local tribe to a dinner in St. Augustine, Florida, after holding a mass to thank God for his crew's safe arrival on December 4, 1619. Oh, I'm sorry, that ended. For the crew's safe arrival, and then it begins on December 4, 1619, when 38 British settlers reached a known site at Berkeley 100 on the banks of Virginia's James River, they read a proclamation designating the date as a day of thanksgiving to Almighty God. Okay, and then I kind of like this section. It skips over to Thanksgiving's ancient origins. So this is going back even further. Although the American concept of Thanksgiving developed in the colonies of New England, its roots can be tracked back to the other side of the Atlantic. Both the separatists, the religious separatists who came over on the Mayflower, and the Puritans who arrived soon after, so there was two different groups according to this, um, they brought with them tradition of 
providential holidays, days of fasting during difficult or pivotal moments, and days of feasting and celebration to thank God in times of plenty. They even go on to say, in ancient times, the Egyptians, the Greeks, and the Romans feasted and prayed tribute to their gods, small G-O-D-S-S, after the fall harvest. But Thanksgiving also bears resemblance to the ancient Jewish harvest festival of Sukkot. I love that right there. The ancient Jewish harvest festival of Sukkot. Okay. What I love about that is how it, it bears resemblance to the feast that God ordained, the biblical feast that God ordained in the scriptures and feasting and celebrating is something that is, is, is a good thing. And God often ordained those types of things to commemorate certain events. It, it, you know, for example, um, the children of Israel being delivered from the bondage of Egypt. That's where we get Passover from. Okay, so it, it, it was often after a time of maybe struggle or hard times, just like in this case, where these people had went through great struggle, loss of life, sickness, you know, famine. Um, not only the settlers had gone through that, but even the Indians had been, they had just endured a, a serious plague before the settlers even came on the scene, according to this next article that I'm going to read you. So I love it. I love to see the pattern. And that's why I'm emphasizing that even today and even now, it's important that we be thankful, that we be thankful because we haven't experienced plagues to that degree. Yes, we we do have epidemics. We've had flu epidemics. We have had AIDS and HIV As that, you know, seems to... your future or your now, uh, don't let it. Right. This is I'm Not after the break. to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. I thank the Lord. Saving me, saving 
been so good. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. So we are talking about the Thanksgiving holiday, and we are talking about being thankful and grateful to God for the many, many blessings that He has bestowed upon us. And now I'm going to read to you from um, the Wikipedia article about Thanksgiving in the United States. This is from wikipedia.org. wanted to give you more than one viewpoint on the subject. Um, it says, Thanksgiving is a federal holiday in the U.S., um, celebrated the fourth Thursday of November. It originated as a harvest festival. Okay, it's been celebrated nationally on and off since 1789. So they don't say 1620s, 1622, or anything. They say 1789 with a proclamation by George Washington after a request by Congress. So they're saying, I think. To them, this is when it became official um, and again governmental. Thomas Jefferson chose not to observe the holiday, and its celebration was intermittent until the presidency of Abraham Lincoln. When Thanksgiving became a federal holiday in 1863, during the American Civil War. Lincoln proclaimed the national day of Thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father, who dwelleth in the heavens, to be celebrated on the last Thursday of November. Okay, so then let me skip over to a couple of other things here. It says, um, the event that Americans commonly call the first Thanksgiving was celebrated by the pilgrims, and then they go back into the 1600 history here, by the pilgrims after their first harvest in the New World in October 1621. The feast lasted three days, and as accounted by attendee Edward Winslow, it was attended by 90 Native Americans and 53 pilgrims. The New England colonists were accustomed to regularly celebrating Thanksgiving, days of prayer, thanking God for blessings such as military victory or the end of a drought. They had a nice picture here of a shrine of the first U.S. Thanksgiving in 1619 at Berkeley 100 in Charles, okay, Charles County, Virginia, Charles City County, Virginia. All right, setting aside time to give thanks for one's blessings along with holding feasts to celebrate a harvest are both practices that long predate the European settlement of North America. 
The first documented Thanksgiving service in territory currently belonging to the United States were conducted by Spaniards, so they concur with the other story that I read you. They just kind of spell it out a little bit different, but it was conducted by Spaniards and the French in the 16th century, okay? Then let me see here. Um <clears throat> It goes on to say that uh, the group's London company charter specifically required that the day of our ship's arrival at the place assigned in the land of Virginia shall be yearly and perpetually kept holy as a day of thanksgiving to Almighty God. Isn't that something? Okay. This was... Around the 1619 time, if I back up one sentence, it said, in 1619, 38 English settlers arrived at Berkeley 100 in Charles City County, Virginia. Then it said the group's London Company charter specifically required that the day of the ship's arrival be kept holy as a day of thanksgiving to the Almighty God. Then it says, three years later, three years later, after the Indian Massacre of 1622, that took me off on a whole different, um, whole different uh, study, which was interesting. The Berkeley Hundred site and other outlying locations were abandoned, and colonists moved their celebration to Jamestown and other more secure spots. Okay. So then they go back to say the most prominent historic Thanksgiving was the one in 1621 where they feasted for three days, and they kind of repeat some of the story that um, I just said to you. Autumn or early winter feast continued sporadically in later years, first as an impromptu religious observance and later as a civil tradition. Uh, talks about the harsh winter that killed half of the Plymouth settlers, the last surviving um, Indians. They talk about Squanto, who helped teach them how to survive. Um, celebrated for three days after their first harvest. Okay, 17th century accounts do not identify this as a Thanksgiving observance. Rather, it followed the harvest. It included 50 people who were on the Mayflower, all of who, who remained of the 100 who had landed, and 90 Native Americans. So very similar. Every detail is not exact, but very similar. Okay, and it talks about the two different groups, the separatists being two different groups, <clears throat> um, some were English dissenters, not to be confused with the Puritans. Both groups were strict Calvinists, but deferred in their views regarding the Church of England. I want to see what did I highlight here. Let me move forward. The pilgrims held a true Thanksgiving celebration in 1623 following a fast 
and a refreshing 14-day rain, which resulted in a largest, a larger harvest. William DeLos Love calculates that this Thanksgiving was made on Wednesday, July 30th, 1623, a day before the arrival of the supply ship with more colonists. You can read this story for yourself if you want to get all the details. Let's see. Then it moves forward, forward, forward. President John F. Kennedy issued Proclamation 3560 on November 5, 1963, stating, Over three centuries ago, our forefathers in Virginia and in Massachusetts, far from home, in a lonely wilderness, set aside a time of thanksgiving. On the appointed day, they gave reverent thanks for their safety, for the health of their children, for the fertility of their fields, for the love which bound them together, and for the faith which united them with their God. There were other other interesting things that I found when I began to research the Wampanoag Indians. Their history was um, quite... um, quite an eye-opener to me, and the way I do when I start learning something new, I just kind of keep going and keep going until until I get a full picture of it. Um, this article does talk about the Revolutionary War to the nationhood um, and just lots of other things. It was a 47-page article, the Wikipedia article, and the first one was a... Uh, I think it was a 30-something page article, so I don't have time to read them all. But the point I think that I'm trying to make has been made, that Thanksgiving has been a part of American history since its inception as, as, as becoming, or should I say before it even became the United States, it appears that even before it became the United States that the Indians who were here had their own forms of celebrations. They had their own forms of harvest festivals. Um, there's no denying that. It is clear from Scripture that God is the one who allows nations to rise and fall. There were various things that happened amongst the Indians and the settlers that caused the fighting and the squabbling. They had at least 50 years of peace, but that's exactly what sin does. That's what sin does. Someone somewhere along the way is not satisfied, and they cause an uprising, sometimes over nothing, In this case, this history seemed to bear out to me that Christianity was spreading like wildfire, that the Indians were were even converting to Christianity, and it was spreading like wildfire, and someone didn't like it. Some people, some groups didn't like it and began to rebel and cause an uprising. I didn't get to finish doing my research to be 100% sure on that, but I want to leave you with the idea that thanksgiving and giving thanks has always been a part of this nation's history. 
and it needs to remain, not in the commercial sense, not just a time for us to sit around and feed our bellies. That's a good part of it because that's the product of God's blessing. But make sure that our hearts are grateful for that blessing. Don't sit around and eat a fabulous, wonderful meal and then you can't stand or don't get along with your sisters or your brothers or your mothers or your fathers because that's false worship. You know, those that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. I was hoping to have Chris say a prayer of thanksgiving as we end tonight, so I'm going to see if he can do that. We've got maybe a minute. Uh, less than that. <laughs> he might only get to say a few words. So I don't know. So if we, yeah, it's seven seconds, y'all. Just be thankful. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks with a faithful heart. Give thanks for God has given his son, Jesus Christ. Until next time, be blessed. Good night.